Hi, I'm Ann Gannon, and welcome to my podcast, The Franchise Accelerator. As the founder of the Largo Group, I have provided accounting services with a specialty in the hospitality industry over the last decade. I have prided myself on finding a way to work with my clients, not just where their businesses are today, but working with them to scale. What I've realized over the course of this work, this mission, is that the common challenge for business owners is how to scale. How can you go from one location to many locations if there's just you? This is why we've started the Franchise Accelerator, because inside you is a great idea that can scale. And with the right tools, the right techniques, you too can create a franchise, a brand that's more than just you grinding it out, working 80 hours a week and sacrificing for your business. You can create a brand that can stand alone and can truly create financial wealth for your family. I'm so excited to be a part of your journey and I look forward to being with you every week as we join on this adventure together. Welcome to our episode. We are so excited today to be joined by Jim Laub, the founder of RestaurantOwner.com. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, sure, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. So I'm sure any independent restaurant owner out there knows of RestaurantOwner.com. I mean, I think you guys do. (laughs) (laughs) I truly think you do so much good in the world and provide such a lifeline of information. Talk to us a little bit about how you got started. Like, how did that come to be? Yeah. As we uh, were talking just a few minutes ago, I started my career as a CPA. Well, even before that, though, I worked in restaurants through high school and college. I was a bartender, server, you know, did it. You know, probably a third of the population kind of took that route at some point, you know, growing up and in their career. But I got an accounting degree and uh, I went to work for a large public accounting firm. And after two years, I took a job with one of my clients, one of our clients, which was a seven unit barbecue restaurant chain. So I was hired as the controller. I did that for about three or four years. There was a buyout of a part of a part of the company by a larger organization, large franchisee of Burger King. And I stayed with the original owner, developer of the concept, and there wasn't enough for me to do in terms of CPA accounting work. So I went into operations for a few years. So I learned about operations and then I thought I knew everything there was to know about the restaurant business and and accounting. So I opened up my own accounting practice and I did primarily consulting and financial officer type Uh, work for small independent restaurants. So I did that about 12, 13 years. And then I started doing speaking and training to people in the restaurant business on controls and accounting, restaurant accounting and things of that nature. And I parlayed that into restaurantowner.com in in kind of the latter 90s. And I got the uh, domain restaurantowner.com and slowly built up content on the website. And one day somebody said, why are you giving all this stuff away on your website? And so I turned it into a subscription membership website. So I actually made my first, you know, few hundred dollars back in 1998. Wow. It doesn't look anything like it does (laughs) now, of course, but, uh, but yeah. And through the years we've, we've improved it, enhanced it, got more content, I've got a team of people working with me now, so um, so it's been a great ride. I mean, we've had we've had ups and downs, but uh, I love this industry and I love the resiliency and the 
Oh, just the, uh, you know, the content of the character of independent restaurant operators. They truly are the best people in the world yeah. to work with and to deal with, as, as you well know. They're yeah. so deserving. They're so smart and energetic. And the vast majority of them really love serving people. They love their employees. And not to say it doesn't have challenges. I mean, we were talking about that earlier, but uh, it's been a joy and a privilege to uh, to work with so many great people in the industry. Yes. And it's amazing that you're, I had no idea you were a CPA prior to today, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's amazing because yeah. your content is so, so detail oriented. I mean, it really is oh. provides so much oh. to restaurant owners. How do you, I guess, you know, move your content forward or kind of think about things that they might need? Cause I feel like you guys are always coming up with, you know, new courses, new videos. Yeah. We try to keep our, our ear real close to what our, what our members are talking about, particularly on the discussion forum. And we know enough of them now. We've kind of got a solid cadre of folks that at least I speak to on a regular basis to see okay. kind of how world their world is going. But a lot of it, Ian, just boils down to the basics and you kind of update them for, you know, how they're relevant today in terms of, you know, reporting and systems and this business really gets back to basics. If you if if operators do the basics really really well, they're probably ahead of 70 80% of their competition, you know, just by doing that. Business I like to say is all about all about creating experiences. Creating the guest experience and guests more than anything else they want consistency. McDonald's proved, you know, proved, yeah. it has proven that. And also today it's all about the employee experience as well. You know, we're so labor challenged today that you've got to create an environment and a culture where people want to want to hang out and they're yeah. motivated to do not just, you know, the minimum to get a paycheck, but to motivate them to want to do a good job in the in the best cultures out there. People want to do their best. So if right. you if you can create a culture like that, and we spend a lot of time now talking about culture in the last five years, that's become one of the biggest topics that we, uh, you know, that we try to train and develop people on. Yeah. Cause it is so important. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like sometimes people don't realize when they're entering into the restaurant world, how different it is to be an independent owner mm -hmm. versus a chain owner. And I think you're yes. right to say that it sometimes as an independent, you forget about that piece because you mm -hmm. really are developing this internal culture as much as your brand or, or other things. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you decide to kind of go after or help the independent? Was it just that you saw there was kind of a greater need or just, you know, like I, said, I love the independent owner? Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it was just that's where my accounting practice started because I, I didn't really have anything to offer that much to offer the larger, the larger yeah. companies. And when I started out, they just needed help in the financial area. Yeah. You know, I mean, they did. They didn't have P and <laughs> they didn't have P and Ls. Uh, many of them, they never took a physical inventory. Yeah. They never really knew what their food cost was and stuff. But back then, you could kind of—I don't know—it was easier from the standpoint. A lot of them had great sales, but the problem was they weren't making any money. They were making money, but they weren't making as much as they could be right. making if they had some controls in place. So I saw a lot of opportunity there. That's what my focus was. Yeah. 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 Food now, cost, labor cost, crime cost. Yeah, right. Yeah, Three yeah. main. Yeah. Yes. Now, how do you feel uh, technology has changed the restaurant industry Ooh. of the oh, last boy. 
five yeah. years or so. Yeah, a ton. And it's been on steroids the last two and a half years. Yeah, two, two and a half years. Yeah. And that's one of the things we're trying to get better at in terms of exposing our membership to the new technology. Because the thing about an independent that the chains have the big advantages because they have those specialists on, many times on staff that can spend the time to evaluate, implement all this sort of thing. And uh, with all the options out there in terms of apps and different types of systems and points, you know, just in the whole integration, getting them to work together and stuff, it, it gets very, very complex quickly as, in, as if independent operators don't have enough to do already. <laughs> So we see that as one of our big initiatives for, for this year. We've got a really good technology person, writer. Well, he's actually in the business, but he's got a, a great, I guess, mindset uh, point of view with respect to technology for independence. And he's going to start writing for the magazine. And we plan on doing some webinars and some programs with him throughout the year uh, yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so worthwhile because I feel like what we see is the technology is great, mm -hmm. but I think what helps is, you know, some of your spreadsheets or the old school, you know, t tools can help you make sure the technology is right because sometimes right. exactly. it's not right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think yeah. sometimes we assume yeah. it's okay. Mm -hmm. And there's, mm -hmm. I mean, I have one client who actually has a full time, one of his managers is just IT. Yeah. Which is, oh, I don't doubt. Yeah. You wouldn't absolutely. have seen that five yep. years ago. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it is. With all the online ordering and the, uh, you know, phone apps to help, to help for marketing and to help people uh, do, you know, all kinds of uh, ordering app applications. And yeah, you got to have that now because people, you know, they get that with the, when they deal with the chain. So the independents have to, have to kind of move along with that, at least, at least to some degree. Yeah. 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 But I think it's still good to remind the, you know, like so the owner to, to still check those three numbers yeah, that we, yeah. that they make yeah. sense because yeah. sometimes they, they don't. Right. Yeah. Now talk us through COVID obviously was a, it was a crazy time. Oh, um, and you yeah. guys were, you know, right in the thick of it. What was it like to, to have gone through COVID as part of the well, restaurant industry? Uh, even though we might think that that it was challenging for us. I think the worst part of COVID was seeing how our members and people in the industry were just, I mean, it's like having the rug pulled out from under you for nothing that you did. Yeah, it was just absolutely, um, yeah, it was, it just hurts. You know, I felt so much pain for the people that were on the front lines dealing with it, not having any income come in or having to totally re-engineer your business model virtually overnight. And the as I said earlier, the resiliency of the independent operators was just absolutely astounding. I mean, I heard stories about some people actually, and you've probably heard this too, they slept in their restaurants some nights. Yeah. They were yeah. so busy changing things and, and you know, re-engineering their whole, you know, their whole model and, and, and things. So what we did is we tried to find out what was working, what people were doing, um, how they were responding. And I remember, I think one week we had three or four, we probably had four, four webinars. And wow. we were just kind of gathering information, talking to people, trying to find out best practices. And, and uh, I think the month of the latter part of March, April, and into May, I mean, <laughs> I, don't I, I hadn't worked, Joe and I hadn't worked that hard. <laughs> 
ever. I mean, I don't think ever. Yeah. 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 But what you did was so amazing because you really were a lifeline, I think, to a lot of people out there because it was so hard to get information. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and then a lot of other people stepped up, too. So the restaurant association, I know the Texas yeah. Restaurant Association was absolutely amazing. And uh, a lot of the distributors and also some of the software providers, point of sale providers started stepping up and and kind of doing a lot of the things that we were doing. So it was great to see the outpouring of support and assistance that, uh, you know, they started, that they started coming on the scene at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you guys seeing now? Because I've had, you know, I mean, again, I think the what's going on now with the, you know, supply chain still and yeah. inflation. I mean, I've had people say in the last few weeks that they feel like this is worse than COVID. Wow. Just wow. because I, of I how. I hadn't heard that, but geez, yeah, yes. wow. I know. And it seems to be all of a sudden, huh kind of people getting really, you know, frustrated again and not knowing, you know, I think it's, it's a crazy time still for the restaurant wow. industry. Yeah. But I yeah. think that kind of brings into saying that, you know, it is good to stay educated and, and, and do the things that you can control and the associations. Cause I feel like sometimes people forget that these resources are there and these associations right. are there. But yeah, I mean, I think it proves the value of continued education. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing I guess that uh, that I guess we all need to, to uh, keep kind of in perspective is, is what's going on today as far as labor and the cost of product, availability of product, it affects everybody. Yeah. So, so everybody's kind of at the same disadvantage and the people that really figure and keep their nose to the grindstone, grindstone and figure out how to handle and solve some of those issues, or at least make the best of them and mitigate the, the damage, they're going to be the survivors because we all know that in the United States anyway, eating out is just ingrained. It's part of our DNA. You know, it's ingrained in us right now. And people are always going to have to eat and very few people cook anymore. <laughs> And we like the experience. Uh, look, look at how badly we all miss the experience of going yeah. out to our, you know, to our favorite restaurant, you know, and you look around restaurants today and people are, they're out, they're having fun again. We're not having to wear the mask <laughs> like we, like we used to, of course, we got a break when we got in the restaurant, but uh, yeah, I just can't help but think that, that the future is going to be bright for those who stick with it. And is there going to be attrition? Probably. Okay. But, uh, um, but I think the, you know, I'm trying to stay optimistic about it, you know? Yeah. But there yeah. are, there are challenges today. I yeah. totally agree. No. And I agree. I think that's also having, you know, I mean, I started accounting in 07. So mm-hmm. I think seeing some of the previous downturns, I agree with you that, you know, if you can stick with it, you know, there's a point where your competition goes away or right. that goes exactly. down yeah. and there's opportunity. Yeah. And with COVID hit, it took a lot of the kind of the marginal operators with it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So the folks that are left today, I mean, you know, they're survivors. Um, They've got something to be proud of. Yeah. Sure. There was some support, but but it was needed, you know? Yes. Um, And uh, yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. we got to stay optimistic and uh, and we're here for the long haul. And I know you are, too. And you're committed to the industry. Yeah. And and, and I just want to take my hat off to you. You know, part of the effectiveness of all we were doing back in March and April and May, 
you know, you were a big part of that because you were you were on top of what was what was going on in terms of the relief that the got, you know, at the federal level and also at the state levels. And uh, you really helped us get the word out at that time. So you did a marvelous job. No, with thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, I think it was just uh, I think it was it was great to see everybody work together yeah. and kind of come to the yeah. table with what they could and, yeah. you know, commit to the industry to say, we're all going to get out of this. Exactly. And um, yeah. and I feel like the same, you know, is just still true now is, you know, like you said, it's it's not going to be easy, but I think it's, you know, it's still worth the fight. And right. um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. talk to us about how you stay positive because it, it is hard sometimes to well, stay positive. So how do you keep your, you know, positive mindset? Well, when you get to be my, no. <laughs> you know, things go in cycles, you know, and uh, I mean, we had some really tough times in, in Houston back in the 80s. I mean, you know, probably before you were even born, but, uh, you know, when the oil industry collapsed, and I mean, I lost a good portion of my clients. I was practicing on my own at that time. And some of the restaurants, you know, some of my clients went out of business and it was just really, really rough. But, uh, you know, everything tends to go in a cycle and there are things to learn when things are, are really tough. And, uh, you know, I believe that a, a lot of life is about resiliency, ha having faith and, uh, just asking yourself, well, what can I learn at this at this time of my life in this situation? And and I tell you what, hard times really do make us better people if we respond the right way. You yeah, know? it really does. It it builds character and uh, resolve, and just gives us the opportunity to to appreciate when when times are really good. You know. Yeah. And I tell you what, and right now we have to look no further than Ukraine to realize that we got it pretty darn good compared to a lot of people out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I cannot imagine, not even imagine what those people are going through. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, that, that to me kind of, kind of helps put things in perspective. Well, know? and I agree. And I feel like too, and that's why I think mindset is so important, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's an important message for everybody to realize that, you know, there's things we can control in every situation mm -hmm. and things we can't. Right. But if you think about 2020, people, I think, don't give themselves enough credit, especially restaurant owners. Because right. Yes, it's terrible that your chicken might go up 30 percent. But you had five weeks where you had zero sales, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and no Absolutely. government help because right. the government help really didn't come until the end of April. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So many people didn't even have a chance to, no. to get that. Yeah. So yeah. if you made it for five weeks with zero sales and mm -hmm. found a way that yeah. I think this is, oh, you know, it's it, there's a way to overcome it and it's yeah. not going to be fun, but yeah. that was way worse than. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. Yeah. And you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, no. you didn't know how long it was going to last. You were just in unknown. The and you didn't right. really, you know, especially thinking then you didn't even really know that the government was going to come up with PPP. I mean, right. it's easy to look back now right. and be like, oh, you know, it was great. And PPP yeah. did a job. But there were weeks you had no idea if there yes. would be anything. Yes. Yeah. Like, people found a way, which was right. amazing to me. Yeah. That yeah. they found, I mean, we had people out on hot dog carts. And, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Delivering yeah. on their own. Like, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. But they did yeah. it. And some of the makeshift curbside service <laughs> and how people were able to, to what was it was the word pivot? I, you know, I don't like to use that word anymore no. because I've heard it so much. You know, so, true. so cliche. Yeah. 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 
but no, I agree. I think it is like a cycle, but I, I hope people remember yeah. how hard that yeah. was because it's good to see what you were able to do. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. So is there anything uh, like what is your goal for a restaurant owner over the next couple of years? What do you guys have on the horizon? Well, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, we started working on a learning system. So instead of restaurantowner.com being specifically for owners right now, we have a lot of courses and, and training videos that are for managers, for management development on leadership, some basic management uh, types of, of courses, food cost control, menu engineering, menu costing, guest experience, hospitality, customer service. So in it's for hourly employees as well. Oh, wow. So in other words, we have apps that you know you can put on people's phones. You can assign courses. You can assign training videos. You can see the progress that, that they've made. We even have a membership package where you can upload your own content. So if you're a multi-unit, say, or, or you're, you have a big single unit operation and you want to tell everybody about your culture, your history or whatever, you could have that. The owner could have that recorded and that could be part of the training program that everybody sees when they join. So you could have menu, you know, how to, you know, everybody needs to learn about the menu. So you could have all your, all your menu training, a good portion of it anyway, on the phone. So, um, oh wow, yeah. So that's really what we're, we're, we're working on. We're working very diligently on that and adding more content and making the app easier to use and things of that nature. So, so that's where I see our future anyway, is really in the training part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's so needed and, and such a great path well, to go. People are starting to figure even independent, you know, the chains have had that for, for quite a while and they, I guess, proven the concept and that it's something that's, that's really valuable in terms of the employee experience and, you know, good, good employees, they want to learn, they want to grow and, yeah. they, and you got to make people feel competent because if they don't, feel competent in front of the guest, they're not going to be confident in, in themselves. And, yeah. and people want to feel competent. And if they don't, they'll leave and go to, to an employer that that will give them the training to right. uh, to make them feel feel competent. Yeah. Right. So, um, and with time, I mean that sounds like something that would, you know, drastically cut the time it would take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of it's other a, employees and things too. like that, exactly. which is great. Yeah. 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 Cause there's one thing about, about the younger generation. I mean, they, uh, when you hire people, I mean, you gotta, you know, that first day, that first hour, it, ha- it has to impressive because if, if they get overwhelmed or if they think that, yeah, I'm just standing here or, you, you know, they don't get a, a, a good feel, they can be gone and get another job tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, you got to really get people spooled up, integrated into their system, show that you care, show that you're competent, you're organized, you've got a path for them right yeah. off the bat. And because uh, you can't afford to have them leave. Yeah, I know. I know. But as much grief as we give the next generation, because, you know, we all do a yes. little bit. Yes. They love to eat out. Oh, yeah, is, exactly. Oh, they yes. are not they, going to yeah. cook. Right, so. right. Right. For the sake of the industry, yeah. that's a really good thing. Because as bad yeah. as it gets, I don't think they're cutting eating that's out anytime right. soon. So that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a great it's been a, discussion. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, man, this is exciting that you're doing this. Yeah. Oh, wish well, you all the best with it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anne.